Hey, welcome to TIFF Talks. The opinions and views expressed on TIFF Talks is that of Tiffany Stokes Dinkins solely, or her guest solely, and are meant to provide information as well as comedic humor. None of said opinions or views necessarily represent Anchor, Spotify, or any of its affiliates. This podcast contains explicit language, including vulgar comments, profanity, and graphic descriptions of events. Furthermore, the people described in this podcast are of actual clients. Names, places, and specific details have been changed to protect the privacy and sanctity of Tiffany Stokes Dinkins' clients. Listener discretion advised. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode two of TIFF Talks. And the theme today is always be a student. So I wasn't born with my love of learning. I'll be honest about that. There was a very long period of time prior to college that I really didn't like school. And I definitely didn't like how I was treated in school. But once I got to college and I was taking psychology classes and criminal justice classes and I was getting into learning about employment law, learning about criminal law, learning about the mind, as I mentioned in the last episode, I truly fell in love. And I didn't realize that my love of learning at that point would actually translate into my practice and into an office setting. Which brings me to my client. I guess we can call her Linda for today. I met Linda when I was working for a major hospital in Bronx, New York. And I was working for one of their satellite clinics at the time. So I was the staple of that clinic and There were primary doctors, and there was a psychiatrist that would come once or twice a week. And the primary doctors would make referrals to me if the patient said that they were feeling depressed or anxious or had any type of psychiatric or psychological concern. So Linda comes into my office, and she's tall and she's beautiful. Her makeup is done immaculately. She literally looks like a runway supermodel. Couldn't have been larger than a size two, maybe size four, but built like one of the models that you would see on television today. And she sits down and I'm looking at her referral and it indicates that she's significantly depressed and that she had a previous uh, suicidal attempt. So she attempted to end her life um, prior to coming into my office. Now, this is where it was a little misleading for me. As beautifully as she was done up, right? You wouldn't necessarily think that she was depressed. I mean, the typical definition of depression is you're crying, you're dressed in all black, you're sitting in the corner, wanting to die. It's a complete emo experience, right? 
But this was a taste of how depression does not look the same on everybody. My first lesson as a student of this client. And she proceeds to tell me about her not being able to have children, how she's been married to this particular person who's about 10 or 11 years older than her. Um, she's in her late 30s at the time and that she's been married for over 20 years. You guys do the math. And this was an arranged marriage, money, so on and so forth. And so I'm saying, wait, arranged marriage? And she said, yeah, within my culture, you know, your husband's pretty much predetermined to you. And um, if you don't get married by a certain age or you're not betrothed, then there's something wrong with you. And the man goes and petitions that he wants you, per se, to the father or the mother giving a dowry, so on and so forth. And I'm looking at her like, wait, we are in uh, the 20th century. I didn't even realize that this continued. And I guess because of the look on my face, she realized that I wasn't fully aware that this would be something that's real today. And so she stopped and she said, um, have you not worked with someone who is Pakistani before? And I kind of looked at her and I was honest and I said, well, truthfully, I didn't even realize that you were Pakistani or from Pakistan um, because you're not dressed in the garb. Um, you weren't speaking of, you know, of a different language. And I definitely didn't hear an accent. So I'm, I'm really sorry, but I didn't think that um, I was speaking to someone who was from a different country. I truly thought that you were American. And so she smiled a little bit and um, she said, well, I mean, my household is very traditional to our country. And I migrated here when I was about two or three. So I guess you can say that I'm American because I don't remember much of my country other than what my parents tell me and when I visit. So I sat back and went, oh, okay. And then it hit me. She never really made eye contact with me. And she kept her hands on her lap and they were folded as if we were sitting in a school classroom and she had to behave. Like it was a very disciplined and uh, humbling way that she was sitting in the chair across from my desk. And that's when I understood that culturally she's not supposed to necessarily look me in the eye or look a man in the eye, period. And her even being in my office might be a problem. So then it made me ask her, well, are you sure that you want to start therapy? Like, what's really bringing you to therapy? And she said, well, I'm here because I don't like how I'm feeling. And, you know, I wanted to end my life because I don't like how my life is and I'm miserable and I hate my husband and I hate this life I'm living and I want freedom and he beats on me and he is financially controlling. In fact, he doesn't even know I'm here. If he knew I was here, I would probably get beaten. That explains the makeup. Now I understand what she was covering up or what she was hiding. 
So my heart really went out to her, but I didn't want to go too deep on the first session about her getting beat, being in a domestically violent or intimate partner violent relationship. I really wanted to understand her and why she would have been married for so long if she was so miserable. Like, why would you stay with someone for over 20 years? Because your parents told you to. Like, it, like the math wasn't mathing, as one of my clients taught me, right? Um, so I decided that at least the first couple of sessions, I really was just going to ask her questions. I really just wanted to learn her. I wanted to learn about her. I wanted to understand her experience through her lens. And not because... I wanted to write some dissertation or have a speech on like, I can speak for the Pakistani community. No, it was really because I really wanted to help her. And I wasn't too sure how to because of this cultural barrier. So what do I mean? Cultural barriers are where we live in this Western society and there are certain freedoms or liberties that we have, um, at least those of privilege have, but that's a different podcast episode, um, where we're able to express ourselves, able to do things, able to work certain places without restriction, without a legal or religious um, penalty for doing so. And so when you meet other cultures who do not operate that way, sometimes it's one, misleading, two, it could easily be off-putting, but three, there develops this space of, of, I don't understand, I don't get it. So there's this huge level of ignorance. And I didn't want to be ignorant while I'm trying to help her because that's counterintuitive. And so the barrier for me was that I had this Western or even Caribbean school of thought, and none of those are of her culture. I had to learn her. I had to be her student. So my follow-up question for the next five sessions, my follow-up questions were, well, what is life in Pakistan? How are women treated? What have you seen? What are the name of the garments that you wear? Um, Nihab was a word I didn't know until I spoke with her. I purposefully just told her, I want to learn you. I want to learn and understand your experience so that I can help you because I don't think I can help you any other way. And I think that was when I broke the ice with her because this was the very first time in her life that she's ever been able to speak with someone outside of her home about her experience and about how she feels from her perspective. And she educated me about Pakistan, even about Afghanistan, because I think that is where her husband is from. Um, and she gave me a, a history lesson, really, 
about the differences of their cultures, about different wars, political and social, even religious wars, what it meant for her to be Muslim, uh, what it meant for her being Muslim in the United States, um, why she doesn't wear her garments, um, and when she wears her garments, what her holidays mean to her. We went through an extensive experience of understanding, and I like to call that experiences of understanding. Long story short, I think I worked with her for maybe a year, year and a half. And not only did she file for divorce, which is like sacrilege in in her religion, in her faith, and in her culture, um, but she moved out of state. She moved to Pennsylvania, and she, as far as I know, is living her best life. And this podcast I actually dedicate to you, Linda, if this ever reaches you. But I want to thank you. I want to thank you for taking me out of my space of believing that I'm so educated, right? And reminding me that it's okay to not know. Reminding me that it's okay to be ignorant. But the important thing is not to remain ignorant. It's to seek information. It's to ask the question. It's to have the conversation. Thank you for teaching me, Linda, to always be a student. I want to thank each and every one of you listening to this podcast for whoever it reaches. Um, I want to thank you for supporting me. And if you are interested in therapy in any way, you can follow me on Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is be well with Tiffany underscore. Um, I'm pretty easy to find. I also have a website. It's www.thementalmatters. T-H-E-V mental matters. Thementalmatters.com. I said it multiple times just in case you didn't hear or the spelling was off. I hope everyone is well. I hope you take care of yourself. Peace and blessings.